0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of ghoul's Night in the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends I'm Penny Snark and I'm Mitch Munster And today I thought that I would uh, delve back into the um, spooky fashion history um, well <laughs> and I think I think we've now said delving on every single episode I need to <laughs> get my brain on a different track. <laughs> Uh, I was listening back recently and I was like, damn, we do love to delve. We just delve. We just delve deeper and deeper and we see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But I had so much fun talking about Poison Rings and we got um, a lot of thumbs up about that and people who are also interested in kind of dark fashion history. Uh, So today I am going to be talking to you about Arsenic Green. I
1: don't even know what this is, so I'm very excited to learn. (laughs) I I am
0: so excited to tell you. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So I did um, read a couple different articles um, and watch some videos actually for this one. So just wanted to give uh, credit at the top. Um, I got a lot of information from an article in the Paris Review called "Shields Green: The Color of Fake Foliage and Death." Ooh. yep. And also uh, from Nicole Rudolph's video, "The Truth About Arsenic in the 19th Century." Incredible! I'm I'm so excited. All right, <laughs> just- let's. Sit back and dive in. We are going uh, back to 1775, uh, which is when Carl Wilhelm Scheele invented uh, what would come to be known as Scheele's Green. Uh, This was an artificial colorant uh, made through a process of heating sodium carbonate. Adding arsenious oxide, uh, stirring it, and then adding culpr- copper sulfate to the final solution, which gave this beautifully stunning bright green color. Nice. So Yes. Yeah, so this was super striking and super profitable uh, because it was really cheap uh, to produce. And it also really looked like a natural green. Like, I think something that we don't necessarily think about a lot today is that Like, brightly colored dyes um, just weren't that common for a lot of history. Like, you know, you were using natural pigments, kind of doing what you could. Um, A lot of greens, I guess, tended to go on, like, the teal side or, like, kind of yellowy. But uh, Shields Green was, like, a beautiful, like, bright ivy green. And it was cheaper than other green pigments. And it had, um, it was really powerful. Like, it made things... A bright color with like a relatively low amount of it so people were like hell yeah we love this uh but you may have heard uh that arsenious oxide was one of those ingredients and that is in fact arsenic <laughs> perfect what could go wrong perfect yes uh so part of the reason part of things that i found really interesting like looking back on this was that this like wild fad for green actually um it's something that i think we can relate to a lot today like victorians were very concerned that like the industrial revolution had like ruined society that like everything was gray and ugly like guys worked you know white collar jobs instead of toiling in the fields and they really had this like you know obsession with this idea of like the pastoral life and flowers and beautiful greens and i mean you know all of us are all about that cottage core (laughs) today
1: well it seems like i i know someone who likes green so much that Mm. they dyed their hair that color
0: (laughs) Oh, sounds like a weird, sounds like a weird person. I don't know who would be that into green. But. They, would, they would later come to call Shields green, uh, Penny's
1: hair green. <laughs> Is the official Pantone color now. Love
0: it. Love it. Uh, yes. So... They were all, there was just this mad interest in green everything, green wallpaper, green clothing, and fake flowers and like floral headdresses were super, super popular um, at this time. Come on, Victorian Coachella. (laughs) Right? Uh, Part of this was because uh, a, you know, hashtag influencer of the Victorian era, who was uh, Empress Eugenie, uh, married to Napoleon III. And she was had a huge impact on fashion. Um, she wore this green gown to the opera, and people just like lost their minds about it. Oh man, okay. And everyone trend setted. Yeah, she she set the trend. like she was the one who was like big crinolines are in. She would wear a different dress in the morning and the evening and a different dress for nighttime. Uh, apparently she never wore the same gown twice (laughs) fast fashion it's all her fault right except for (laughs) the most expensive fast fashion in the world Uh, right (laughs) and she uh, is also credited with the one in the 1860s when she was like actually i'm not into crinolines anymore and like started wearing slimmer silhouette skirts and then everyone else was like ah we hate crinolines too get rid of this
1: (laughs) we saw her wearing a shirt with the boobs cut out and now i'm wearing a shirt Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) she's the regina george she is she's the regina george of victorian times i love that uh But yeah, so um, this dye was being used, and this was. um, There's also another um, color called Paris Green um, that was more emerald that came later. And part of the big issue is that um, arsenic is like fine if it's solid, um, but if you are inhaling it, is when you are Mm -hmm. getting issues here. And exposure to arsenic uh, can cause skin lesions, vomiting, diarrhea, and cancer in some cases. And so uh, for most people, like you would probably get like a rash or irritation. Um, So for example, like wearing green gloves that hadn't been properly sealed, like a woman would get like blisters on your hands or something like your collar or a slipper lining that like rubbed up against your skin a lot. But, you know, you would kind of think like, oh, well, then like, you know, these are are bad gloves. I won't wear these. This was something um, that was really interesting in Nicole's um, video was talking about how there was a lot of marketing at this time because the Victorians knew arsenic was dangerous. Right. Like they knew that it was bad for you. But like a lot of places would be like, oh, well, if it's high quality, then it's going to be color fast and you're not going to get the arsenic on you. So it's fine. Sounds like something a poisoner would say. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So there was a newspaper report from the time where world-renowned analytical chemist Dr. A.W. Hoffman was asked to test deadly green fashions. And so a lot of ladies were wearing, you know, like these elaborate, like, floral headdresses with, like, artificial leaves. And uh, Hoffman concluded that the average headdress contained enough arsenic to kill 20 people. Oh, my God. And <laughs> obviously, when you're wearing this on your head, it's just going to dust directly into your face. Yeah, like your you to... eyes and your mouth. And... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. And apparently, like, one of these, like, you know, in vogue ball dresses, also very heavy on the arsenic. A doctor in Berlin said a green ball gown would shed approximately 60 grains of powder in the course of the evening, with four or five grains being lethal <laughs> for the average adult. and right and of course as is the case with everything the people who suffered the most are you know like the factory workers who were making these applying dyes and fabrics because you know if you're like oh no my green gloves gave me a rash i won't wear these anymore like that's fine for you uh (laughs) but not so much an option for people who are working with it all day every day
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. One of the most infamous uh, victims of arsenic green was uh, Matilda Schurer, a 19 year old factory girl who uh, worked fluffing artificial leaves and dusting them with green pigment. She became very ill uh, due to repeated arsenic exposure. And apparently, leading up to her death, she was said to have, uh, quote, vomited green waters and the whites of her eyes turned green. Oh, God. As she (laughs) was dying. Um, I don't know how much of that is, you know, like kind of old timey press, you know, like hyperbole, but I'm sure it was not pleasant. It was a very unfortunate uh, way to be killed.
1: I wonder if that's what that you do you know that song <laughs> the the uh, artificial flowers and it talks about the little girl Annie and she's making artificial flowers and then she dies. Oh, yeah. Probably inspired by this. I, yeah. that I mean, yeah. I've never thought about it. I thought she was just, you know, poor
0: and cold. But now I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, i like, Uh-oh. oh, no. Um, even Queen Victoria was impacted by arsenic green. Um, she had a, a diplomat complained of being ill after staying overnight in a room that had green wallpaper. And she had it all stripped and redone in the palace. And then, um, I'm sure a lot of people will have heard that there are theories that, uh, Napoleon may have been killed because of arsenic laced wallpaper. Although, uh, science today think that it's probably like would have made him ill, but like, wasn't enough to like kill him. Um, but yeah, there was just,
1: so some of these things like the the fashions they were testing that had you know, they, okay, it would shed this much or whatever, and and that's twice or three times the amount of, of what would like be lethal to someone. How were people not just like dropping dead left and right because it was like going on the floor and stuff and not?
0: Yeah, it's like just like the concentration of it. Like I'm, I think it's like if you like took that amount of arsenic, okay. if you like ingested it, you would die. But, but it was wafting in the breeze, it was kind of so wafting around and. This so this was something that was, you know, kind of came up more um, in Nicole's video, which I really appreciated because she was like, well, let's talk about why people would still use these things when they knew that it was bad (laughs) As if humans don't just do that all the time, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which we 100% do. Um, But uh, one of the things is arsenic poisoning is not like generally immediate. Like if you're not, you know, like ingesting a large quantity, like we just Mm -hmm. said. So like it can take a while. And like a lot of the um, side effects are things that are similar from like exposure to molds or like smogs. Obviously, it was generally a bad time to be breathing, in europe like there's a lot of smog there's a lot of all sorts of junk uh going around we also didn't have the ability to test for arsenic until 1836 and this color came up in 1775 so so then
1: how were they testing the fashions
0: so they weren't, I think they like were that this was like coming in later in like the 1850s and 60s oh, gotcha. when it okay. became more popular. Um, but <laughs> so like, for like 20 years, everyone was just walking
1: around. Yeah.
0: Well, like, so la, 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 they la, la. Used arsenic was like people would use arsenic as food coloring. Like oh, the greens no. added to drinks. Um, there was an infamous Bradford sweets poisoning. Uh, 21 people. Died from eating hard candies um, that someone made, and they put in. It wasn't one hundred percent clear to me whether this was purposeful or not, but they used um, white arsenic in case, in like, in place of like what they normally would have been using to like thicken this candy.
1: They're like, well, add of cornstarch, guess I'll add this arsenic. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and also that we all think about. You know, people talk about arsenic green. Green is very much the center of it. There was arsenic in, like, everything else, too. There were blue and yellow dyes that were made in a similar way that included arsenic. Um, Arsenic was also used just as a um, something to make dye stick for other colors. So anything in a color you have could have had arsenic be used in the process of dyeing, like, the thing. Um, It was also used as a preservative in, like, glues. So, like, your wallpaper paste could have arsenic and be poisonous, even if it wasn't green. And even when arsenic was regulated or banned, literally no one was testing it because Hmm. it was the olden times and there were no actual regulations about anything. There was no FDA. There were no governing bodies. So, like, people would literally sell stuff labeled arsenic-free that just fully had arsenic wink in it. wink <laughs> yep because <laughs> it was just like hashtag no rules and you could just do whatever
1: well and that's i mean think about how long it took for them to like get rid of lead paint for example mm-hmm. like i mean th- and that was in like times where things were kind of like kind of regulated <laughs> yeah. so yeah i mean i can't imagine how easy it was to just be like oh yeah here's some poisonous wallpaper it'll be fine
0: right yeah so it was interesting because um some of those articles were saying you know we probably associate it with green because green as a whole was just so popular and trendy like there was obviously you know a lot of ways to tie it back to that when like something being green or not really didn't necessarily have a lot of bearing on whether or not it was super poisonous. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But yeah, it was just, it's very wild to see all of this stuff. And like, even with like the, the poisonous candy thing, they didn't make limits about the acceptable amount of arsenic in food until 10 years after that. Weird. So there were just like, just you know, no laws. It was just YOLO all day, every
1: day. You no, know, I mean it's not super. Again, like this was kind of during a time where people were still like dueling with pistols, and I mm-hmm. mean, like people weren't really uh, taking a lot of stock in whether people lived or died. Yeah. <laughs> like they were kind of like, well, it's honestly just a matter of time. So, <laughs> if it's right. the arsenic that gets you, I guess that's it.
0: It is. And it is just, I don't know. I always think about, you know, what things do we have now that people oh. are going to be like, wow, can't believe you were doing that. Right. Because, you know, there's plenty. I mean, even just like looking at the difference between like what different countries find acceptable and like yeah. say this is okay to sell to people uh, just goes to show that. Like, you know, it's not just a thing about people in the past, you know, being just dummies and not caring. They just had no way of knowing a lot of this stuff. And they were like, well, freaking everything in my life is poison. So I might as well wear my awesome fake floral headdress. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess.
1: (laughs) I wonder. I'm probably totally like off the off the path about this but um i wonder if like because absinthe even i'm wondering Mm -hmm. if that like the green the green fairy color like if that if anything of that had to do with arsenic at one point too because that would be like straight because i know that like two arsenic and old lace or whatever is a cocktail like yeah (laughs) i'm wondering (laughs) how much uh if there's just yeah that would be the, the absolute the just the absolute worst Be like drinking alcohol and arsenic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It did. One of the articles I read did say that like bars would like put arsenic like colorant in drinks to you know make it make it look cool. Well, that's Um, I know
1: the the arsenic and old lace cocktail has absinthe in it, and absinthe
0: is like green. It is. It is. is. Yeah, and some people um, theorize that the reason that we still like kind of picture like toxic things are often depicted as being mm-hmm. green is because of this history of green being uh very literally toxic
1: interesting is not that weird how things like
0: evolve right <laughs> and that they just last and it was that was part of what um i thought was really entertaining about learning that it's like oh well we also made you know blues and yellows <laughs> like this and we Ooh, did this right and- you wouldn't think that like blue is like, oh, it's poison, uh, but it was also very possibly poison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, green just looks like um, looks radioactive. So, like it's like, whoa, but I guess maybe that's just our association. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: It's all in there, but yeah, obviously I, I am personally a fan of non, non-toxic greens. Uh, <laughs> so I under, I understand the appeal, <laughs>
1: but uh, it's is now on. a bad time to tell
0: you how they make your hair dye or <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> hopefully it's not dusting off on me.
1: <laughs> it is in a, a terrible position for that. <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> it's the flower crown of the head. it' <laughs> hair is the flower crown (laughs) of the head midge that's very true yeah that is my my fashion history for you today
1: Uh, i love it i love when you bring these bizarre things that i just have no knowledge of because i'm not uh my history knowledge pretty much stops at like the 1930s so (laughs) i love that you bring these uh these unique topics
0: they're always so fun to learn about yes i i mean obviously we're we're both big fans of fashion and anytime Mm -hmm. that uh, you can combine fashion with something a little bit a little bit dark and spooky i am all about it morbid (laughs) yes uh and there are i will um get some like cool photos of like arsenic green uh, dresses and things to share on the Instagram. Cause they are beautiful and I would 100% wear those. So I understand why people were, were rocking the arsenic at all of their balls. Yeah.
1: We're going to have to do like a, um like a deadly greens, like Instagram challenge. Yes. <laughs> Tag us in your deadly green looks.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a quick one for today. We hope you um, had a fun time listening along with us. Though, uh, if you enjoyed the show, we would so much appreciate if you gave us a rating and review on your podcast app. Um, we don't have any new reviews today, so if you get one in now, uh, you could be you could be hearing yourself real soon on the podcast. And yeah. isn't that isn't that an exciting prospect?
1: Yes. That's where, this is where all the cool kids want to be, having their review read right
0: here on Ghouls Night In. <laughs> uh, if you would like to follow along with the podcast and see some of those cool green photos that I mentioned, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Ghouls Night In Pod. And if you ever want to get in touch, uh, you can reach us at ghoulsnightinpod at gmail.com. Uh, You can find me and my green head (laughs) at Penny Snark. (laughs) And you can find me across all platforms
1: at Midge Munster. And until next time. goodbye. Goodbye.